What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The Volume. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back and DraftKings Sportbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. You'll start the season with an instant dub. And with DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. String together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Jenkins. That's J-E-N-K-I-N-S. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jenkins. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 and over age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Monday, November 6th, and we have got a lot of big changes to talk about today. We've got new producers, we have new microphone cables, John is uh, going to fall asleep midway through the pod. I'm All trying, man. I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it, baby. You feel me? <laughs> As always, uh, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Mr. Snoozy Winkles himself with Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. <laughs> I was up since 4.30 a.m., dog. <laughs> What's up, <that>, Bubbas? <laughs> Shit. The most matter-of-fact, What's up, Bubbas? What's up, Bubbas? <laughs> What's up, Bubbas? I'm genuinely Bubbas. curious. What's up with you? There we go. <laughs> uh, we're produced as always by the lovely and talented Jackson Saffon. Voila! Voila! I'm Gardy B, aka Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Mike. And he he's not on mic, but I do just want to give a welcome to Josh Rodriguez uh, taking over for uh, Adam Gracia as our other producer, our audio producer. So, Josh, thanks for coming on. Josh, we got a message in the chat from Josh that says, Hi, I'm an AI assistant helping Josh Rodriguez take notes for this meeting. Follow along the transcript here. You'll also be able to see blah, 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 blah. This is very confusing. So is jo now we've met Is he Josh, using but AI? That is yeah, interesting. Jackson, I just, I just, his I, name I, is Otter, Otter Pilot. Like it's a play on autopilot. This might just be his. It AI might be his. Yeah. yeah. Josh, Jackson, yeah. Josh is a real person, right? I just Josh is a real that. person. He okay. is. He likes basketball. And no, he, he was a max he, he just trying to streamline his professional process. Okay, guys. <laughs> 
That's with the with the use though. of AI. John wants to know if he get AI in for this my one nigga. too. My nigga, <laughs> hey, wouldn't be mad at. I could probably get an AI John in here. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. You feel me? Um, what uh, what what team is Josh a fan of? Uh, I forget. He's the Giants. I, I want. I know. I know he's got New York roots, right? I'm, I'm thinking he might have told us the Giants before. I feel like we had a conversation about how. I, how goofy Eli was, and he was like, "Yeah, that's yeah. what I love about him." Then we have a conversation. Yeah, but like he's—I know he's a basketball fan. I assume he's—if he's a Giants fan, he has to be a Knicks fan, right? I would think so. Yeah, we have exclusively fans of bad basketball teams produce this podcast. So <laughs> it, we are a major upgrade from from Adams Wizard, Washington Wizards. It was nice having the only Washington Wizard fan in America uh, available. That man has season tickets to the fucking Wizards, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's in love with sadness, man. You feel me? Sheesh. I, I felt it was like talking to Adam. It was like an intervention. It was like, you know, you have two beautiful, wonderful, adorable daughters. It right? ain't got to be this way. Washington? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be with this team. You know, this is a decision you're making. I'm pretty sure Josh is a, is a Knicks fan, though, so. Okay. Yeah, you have All to right. be a Knicks fan if you're a Giants fan. It's just that. I think so, yeah. Only way it works. Okay, uh, big football news. Uh, f- friend of the show, Antonio Pierce, uh, is the interim coach of the Oakland Raiders. And I put that at the top of the topic list because, uh, first of all, he might be the Robert Sarver uh, uh, hire of the year for the. If you, did you, if you saw the post game scene in the locker room and the. <laughs> <laughs> the full-on celebration after the Raiders got uh, their first win. I want to read you a stat because I thought this was one of the fucking funniest things I've ever seen. The Raiders led 24-0 at halftime in their first game after firing Josh McDaniels as coach. The last time they had a bigger halftime lead was 13 years ago Jesus. in 2010 when they led Josh McDaniels' Broncos 38-7 to <laughs> at halftime. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's what I love sports for just for stats like that. That is amazing. Totally amazing. Uh Tyler, how much have you enjoyed uh AP's press conference, the post game, and just seeing a real one personality, you know, in the <laughs> locker room of the of the Las Vegas Raiders? I love it. I love it. Like, you know, I told y'all in, in the chat, like, you know, I was born into being a Washington fan, unfortunately. I'm a third generation Washington fan. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a Washington fan at this moment, but you know, I was born into that shit. I didn't have a choice in the matter. But I always told y'all, like, as a kid growing up, if I could have picked a team, I would have picked the Raiders, right? Because just being a kid in the 90s, the Raiders were cool as fuck. All my favorite West Coast rappers loved the Raiders. We had fucking Bo Jackson, who was Bo Jackson was like a god-tier athlete in the 90s if you were a kid, right? Like you know, he like people might not understand this, but it's he was up there with like with Michael Jordan, with Mike Tyson, with like Deion Sanders, with King Griffey Jr. Like Bo Jackson was on that god tier of athletes. Jackson, do you that. understand how big of a deal Bo Jackson was? I do, mostly because I watched the Thirty for Thirty. Okay, wow. Yeah. Okay, only way that's crazy. That is unfathomable yeah. to us. <laughs> growing up in that era, but go ahead. I mean, I had a, I had my yeah, dad is sixty, so like he he would tell me stories about Bo Jackson, but like seeing it in the documentary really makes it hit a little bit harder for me. Okay, okay, Ooh. but yeah, yeah, but Bo Jackson was a god, bro, and I and yeah, and I know people are probably listen to us like, oh, you can't put him up there with MJ. MJ won three championships. The Raiders never won their division. We were ten years old. We didn't give a fuck about that. Yeah, Bo yeah, Jackson yeah. Was and his cool sneakers as fuck, was fire bro. as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Bo knows and his sneakers crazy. Were, the Bo knows Nike ad campaign. The sneakers crazy. were fire. He, the highlight reel was crazy. He was literally running up walls as a baseball player. I was, you know what I'm saying? I was just about to say, in the in the era we grew up in where you could see sports highlights for like 15 minutes a day maximum, mm-hmm. Bo Jackson running up the outfield wall would last you a good year Broke and a half. Mind. I mean, but you just would think about it for a year. Yes. <laughs> sports yeah. Illustrated had like the top 50 athletes of all time. MJ was listed as the top, but there was an asterisk that said, this is just not off athletic ability because if it was, it would be Bo Jackson by a mile. Like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all remember that list? And they were like, it would be Bo Jackson yeah. if it was just athleticism, but we're going on actually things that they've done in the sport as well. So that's Bo Jackson yeah. was insane. So Bo Jackson yes. would have brought you into the Oakland fold. And I would add, by the way, the Raiders had all the coolest gang affiliations in the 90s as well. <laughs> they felt like a gang yes. themselves, <laughs> honestly, though. It seemed like a gang. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, they were for sure one of those teams that that made you realize, you know, how cool it was to be the villain, right? When, when you were a kid coming, kind of looking for a rebellious shit that was cool. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I love that Antonio Pierce has has taken the helm there. Um, that <laughs> that that post game video when they were all turning up, smoking cigars and shit. People were like, oh y'all are celebrating like this because y'all beat the Giants. I'm like, bro, they are celebrating like this because they got a real one in charge now. It's bigger than the Giants. You know what I'm saying? It is like we are back to having fun. We are back to having a coach who knows what he's doing. And Josh McDaniels, it's just, bro, the Belichick, how terrible the Belichick coaching tree is, is a testament to how great fucking Belichick was as a coach. I firmly believe that. Because you look at the guys that who have, you know, tried to branch out and do their own thing, you know, going from, from Romeo Cornell to fucking Charlie Weiss to McDaniels to fucking Matt Patricia, like, all of those dudes have failed, like, historically badly. You know what I mean? And, and Belichick was out here running the league with those guys. But, yeah, it's it's just, you know, like I said, I, the, the Raiders were always, like, a squad that I was like, these are my type of people. You know what I mean? And now that we got Antonio Pierce up, you know, being the head coach there, it for sure feels like that for real. He's a, he, so he, he was a coach of Polly for, uh, I think five years, which was referenced on the broadcast today where they talked about a 99, nine, 99 to nine win he had over Compton high school. Um, and it was interesting. I, I, I got to know him very well during that time. Got to know his family, uh, went to, he has a, one of the most beautiful houses I've ever seen. Um, and I ex- exchanged some texts with him, congratulated him after he got hired. Uh, we texted back and forth a little bit. I made a joke to him that uh, the the uh, ins- baby insane Crips, the insane Crips in Long Beach wear Raiders hats and stuff. I say, you know, all the insanes are going crazy. A poly head coach is coaching the Raiders. Like, this is fucking crazy. But he's from, you know, Paramount Compton. Um, and it, seeing, like, the realest of real, like, the dude has, like, a, you know, knife scar on his fucking forearm. <laughs> like, coaching the Raiders is just the coolest <laughs> shit ever. Uh, that man got on the stand and lied for Plaxico about that Bernard situation, bro. Like, just incredibly. We all need one, friends though. like AP in our life. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, no comment. But you know, he... <laughs> but yes, <laughs> but I agree. But no comment. But he's a, he's a great friend, and uh, it's 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 cool to see that dude. I know you know he he left a bad taste in some people's mouth the way he left Polly, and I know it's the same for Arizona State fans, but. Um, you know, salute to AP, man. Like he he's moved up without having things be perfect. I I love to see that happen for a black coach. Like he's kind of had the Lane Kiffin thing. Like yes, he left Arizona State under not the greatest circumstances, made it to the Raiders. He absolutely gave a couple kids from Long Beach a nice sweetheart deal to extend their NFL careers into pension territory when <laughs> when he was with the Raiders. And then he somehow ends up as an interim head coach. It's the coolest shit ever, man. I I truly 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 rooting for him. And I just love seeing that emotional release from the whole team for sure. Cause like Tyler said, you could just see the, like we went from losing with Josh McDaniels to winning with Antonio Pierce. Like what a massive life upgrade. <laughs> Can you imagine Josh McDaniels watching the video of homie smoking a cigar, calling him a fuck nigga and then saying shout out to AP. <laughs> I bet his dick crawled he right knew, to though. his stomach. Like fuck, like, you know, <laughs> I don't think he was blindsided. Like I, I, he knew that that squad wasn't right anymore. You know, he had me on well, the bench. Like, bro, did, did, did y'all hear the reports? Yes. Did y'all hear the reports that, that came out from there yes, when, when, when you know, yeah, Antonio Pierce, you know, gave the squad a, a, a speech and was like, you know, when when we were on that that giant squad, when I, we were on that giant squad that beat the, the the Patriots in the Super Bowl when they were undefeated, we felt like we could win every game we stepped out there for. And he was like, I don't feel that way in this locker room. We need to change that, right? And and then they said that Josh McDaniels stepped to him after that shit and was like, you know, don't ever speak down on the Patriots like that ever again. Like, what the fuck? And AP like, was that? like, and I'll tell you exactly what AP said We're afterwards, being a but bitch. I can't use all the language. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, why are we defending the fucking 2007 Patriots here when we're trying to get this fucking 2023 Raiders squad right? I don't get that. Right. That was, yeah, he was not the right guy for the job, but that's what he took from that speech, bro. Well, he's not the right man well, for the job, yeah, you know? But, yeah, yeah. But, sh- but shout out to Josh McDee. He's getting like another $20 million from the fucking Raiders. He's doing just fine. <laughs> Being a fired coach is like the best thing. <laughs> That's the American you, dream. Oh my god! The more years on your contract, the better, bro. Like the the better, the, the quicker they give up on you, the better your life is. It's just incredible. <laughs> is it? Is it? Do they get five years in the NFL too? 
Kind of like it was. Is it the, is it five or three in the NBA? Right, it's five years. He, he he had a good he had a good deal with the Raiders, and he had a lot of guaranteed money. That um, I think with the firings that he did of the GM and the and the coach, I think Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, is on the hook for like sixty something million dollars to fire guys at this point. I saw um, eighty five. Eighty five. That's the number that I saw. Guys, I feel hey. I feel like we're almost good enough as a podcast to get you know fired for get some fat Listen, guaranteed bro. contract like that's the I, that's the american dream right there the, 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 i don't the know where 85 million dollars fired and still owed 85 million dollars maybe maybe in the 10 lifetimes have, the, baby you feel me like <laughs> jesus christ the rate the raiders have never had a problem like firing coaches and being on the hook for those contracts but I don't know. I feel like Mark Davis is for sure going to be in that owner circle when that new NBA team comes to Vegas. So he's probably like, fuck it. You know, the, the, the ace is cashing out. I'm going to be part of this new NBA team that comes here. You know, you, there's no way you lose money as an NFL owner. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, he, yeah. So he's going to eat that shit. He's going to be just fine. man. John, have you seen what Mark Davis looks like, the owner of the Raiders? No. Oh, yes. I did see that image that went viral a while ago, right? A microwave yeah, pop dog. Yeah, he looks like he wears a wig. Is that is that the nigga, the, the pale yeah. ass nigga with that fake ass? It looks like he has a fake hair. hair it's whatever. not a wig, though. But it looks like a wig, not, though, right? It's, it's, it looks like a wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, for a rich dude. <laughs> he looks like a, a black man in white face, you know what I'm saying, with a wig on. You feel me? That's the nigga? Right, right, yeah. I just, no. I just, yes. I, I just, yeah, I just sent you a photo. That's the white nigga, yeah. For, uh, for <laughs> that white nigga, yeah, that white nigga. <laughs> I see them two white. That's one of my favorite scenes in tattoo. Have y'all ever seen that shit when they were at the grocery store? You see them two white niggas over wait, there? Wait, 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 what is that? Was it on tattoo? You see the uh, two white niggas over there? I send, I send you the clip. Yeah, rub me that, rub me that. This one, me and wife would be saying that shit. All I thought you was talking about the white nigga episode of Atlanta. <laughs> that's another classic um um episode in the canon yeah. of white niggas. A lot of white nigga episodes. Nah. That's the white nigga. <laughs> that that is the white nigga. He right do there. look that's microwave right. too. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, let's talk uh we'll talk a little more football. Um I didn't catch the end of the game. I just got to enjoy it. There's like there's no football watching experience like missing a Cowboys game and just seeing a Dragonfly Jones tweet that says funniest franchise in all of American sports. Like <laughs> what, 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 what happened with, with uh, our favorite team to make fun of tonight, Tyler? <laughs> they were down, they were down 23, 28, right? Which is just like the perfect number because you know, you're down five. So a touchdown automatically wins it. No extra point needed or whatever. Right. And it was just like, bro, the Eagles tried so hard to give them that game. There were so many penalties. There was, was a defensive pass interference that gave them like a 40-yard. They, they started on like the fucking 15, right, with, with, with like two minutes left. There was a pass interference that put them on like fucking the, the 40, right? Like it was a huge fucking game there. Then they got a rough in the passer on like an incompletion, gave them another 15 yards. Then they got a fucking encroachment on 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 Philadelphia. Got another five yards from there. And when they were in striking range, where they were on like the fucking ten yard line, of, you know, on like Philly's ten yard line, they got a fucking false start. They got to delay a game. <laughs> then, then you know they, they got to delay getting a game through. in the two minute drill, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, a delay a game, a false start. They just pushed them back like like ten more yards. And then they they had like two delay games, I want to say that. And they were like on the fucking 25 with like five seconds left. And fucking Dak throws a pass that is a really good fucking pass. And it hits CeeDee Lamb on like the three-yard line. But that's not enough because he had like four fucking <laughs> eagles on him. So And they swarmed him up and, and fucking ate that dude alive there. So it was just like, bro, like how? <laughs> I just do not know how Cowboy fans just go through that because Cowboy fans don't just lose. They have mastered building up a false sense of hope. And then ripping your fucking heart out on like the very last play, dude. Like, you know, it's something like I said, as someone who grew up a Washington fan, I knew very early on <laughs> when that ass was, was on the menu, bro. Like we were, if you're a Washington fan, you knew like after uh, midway through the, through the second quarter, like, yep, we're going to get spanked this game. Or <laughs> or y'all start the season all fucking three and nine. Like, yeah, this season's over. Fuck it. That's not the Cowboys, bro. They will get to the playoffs. They will sneak in on like a fucking, you know, week fucking 18 win and get to the playoffs and then have you in the game until the very fucking last play. And then they just blow it. And I do not understand our Cowboy fans live like that bro that shit looks like torture 
God bless him. I love to hear. I, it. I, I I won't say anything like that about them. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll bite my tongue on what I want to say, <laughs> but but I very much enjoy this the suffering and strife that they go through. Like I said, bro, they are God's dumbest soldiers. <laughs> They keep signing up for this shit. I'd have been quit. Like I told you, I quit on I quit on Washington, dog. It was very easy. Like I just cannot imagine the heartache that Cowboy fans go through, and it happens so many times every fucking season, dude. This is Colin Coward from the Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? Or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping your hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot. And now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's talk a little uh, baskety hoops. Um, Jackson, the Boston Celtics are the last undefeated team in the National Basketball Association. They are indeed. Why have they chosen to peak too early, and how concerned are you? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I mean, my concern is what the concern was before the season, which was front court depth. They have a glass man and a 39-year-old as their two bigs, like, for the season. That's not good. They told them to waste all their energy in the first five games, bro. Hey, man. I'm I'm not going to go as far as Bill Simmons did on the Bill Simmons podcast, calling this one of the best starting fives of the 21st century. 
But I, I will say <laughs> that they're very good. No, he didn't. No, he I swear didn't. to God. No, he didn't. I swear to God. Shout out Bill Simmons for, you know, being being who he is. But he uh, <laughs> he he said, other than the... One of the best... Hold on. Right other than, one of the best starting fives of the other, 21st He said, century. other than the, the KD Warriors, there isn't sure. like, there is like, which are like the obvious number one. He said that they're in the conversation for, with the with like the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, the Pistons in 04, some of those Heat teams. And then correctly, his his other podcast cohorts in the episode were like, it's been four games. Can we just like chill the fuck out? <laughs> yeah, please. Just, let's like, relax. Take 45 deep breaths, which I think is a, was a fair reaction. <laughs> well, you, that, need that was, that was, that you need that 45 for that statement. That's what I said. But uh, I do think that the, it is. Like I said before the season, it's the, it does have an argument to be the best starting five in the NBA this year, and I, and I and I yeah. think it's their their bench kind of sucks, yeah. I, I, but I, I do think it's probably if you're just looking at pure talent across the board, it's probably the best starting five in the NBA. They don't have a they don't have a weak spot in the starting five like at all, uh, and I think they're they're really 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 good, and they're really. I do think the team is is structurally like the the, the starting five at least. It structurally makes a little bit more sense than in years past. One of the things I said, I believe, on this show that I really, I thought was going to be true before the season, and I've been pleased at the fact that it has, is that the the Chris Stapps Porzingis experiment again. It's all can he stay healthy? But if he's healthy, he he solves a problem they didn't have a solve for before, which is that he combines the skills that Horford and Rob Williams had. Mm. He can protect the rim. He can be a lob threat, and he can shoot catch shoot and shoot. Yeah. We didn't have a big who could do all three of those things before. So if he stays healthy, being able to do all three of those things as a as a fourth option on offense, as like a complementary player to Tatum and Brown, they they're amazing. I mean, they're really, really, really talented. Are they going to stay healthy? Is the depth going to be a problem? Maybe yes, and maybe yes. But for right now, as long as they're healthy, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. Did you think they really play anybody though? I mean, the Knicks is a a, a respectable team, but other than that. Yeah, I mean it's early. I'm not saying yeah, it's not yeah, early. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying it's not early. I'm not I mean, besides, Jackson, but Porzingis I'm shooting not ready to call, and 45. I'm not ready to call them the East champions, yeah. but their yeah, their yeah. biggest rivals in the East have the literal worst defense in the NBA. So <laughs> I I feel pretty happy with how the season has started. Understand. God bless. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think the Celtics are legit. Like you know, I think they're going to be a team that wins about sixty games. I think like twenty is probably the good over under for the, the amount of losses they'll take this season. I told you, I think Jason Tatum gets MVP. I think this he, season. I, I said I, he, I didn't think he would, been, but I think he. Yeah, yeah. If they're getting sixty he's wins. Gonna, he's yeah. probably the. He's he, probably and he's looking probably. really fucking. He good. looks so good. He looks so yeah, good. Looking, like yeah, yeah. He's he's balling out like thirty one a game on like fucking what forty eight percent. I think balling out. But yeah, yeah, I, I I think that the the Celtics are legit. I think, like I said, I think they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think Jason Tatum wins MVP. I think they're probably the, the number one seed in the East. But you know, I do think they're they're legit. But the whole best starting five of the twenty first century, like top two, come on, let, let's pump the brakes. I think in. on I Just think this is the first time I'm seeing like Jalen Brown in the role that he should be in. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think him next to Jason Tatum as the guy is the role that he should be in. I know he's getting paid like he should be, but we're talking about basketball here. Him, like, you know, yeah, it was like 22 a game, 45 from the field. You know, that's that's what you should expect out of a Jalen Brown. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I like that role more than him trying to get 30, you know what I'm saying, and matching Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. That ain't what you need. You know what I'm saying? Then you have KP that's stepping up with the points, you know, knocking down threes, feel me? So, yeah, yeah. I don't know, bro. I, I, I think this, this team looks good, but like you said, that bench, bro. I think it's hard to win without the depth. The bench it's is hard ugly. to win without depth, but you know they they, they, they don't sold. have depth. And yeah. but I, the things as a you know optimistic Celtics fan, the bench looks bad in part because they haven't hit any shots. Which the one thing about their bench, they have shooters. Sam Hauser and Peyton Pritchard are not going to shoot twenty something percent from three over the Peyton course. Peyton Pritchard, season. bro. Peyton Pritchard I'm, can fucking shoot. He Peyton can Pritchard. shoot, but playoffs. Play, no, 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 no. Pritchard, I'm not saying I'm not yeah. saying he's a great first guard off the bench. I'm just saying yeah. the, the the weakness for the bench so far has been offense. And that's not okay. true. I don't I don't think that's going to be the problem for the bench. I think it's going to be defense. This is the other end for sure. It's the other end. Yeah. So, I we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Do you think it's time to put up a banner next to all of the we won the NBA championship with three other teams filled with all white guys banners? Like do should they hang a banner for 5 and 0? Oh? <laughs> I mean, best starting five of the 21st century, I think, was a pretty good banner. Second best starting five. Excuse me, excuse me. Second best hypothetical starting five. they win a title, we got to start having real conversations about it, though. Absolutely. That's what we're saying. 
it's, it's I'm ready to start fair. having I'm, the I'm conversation ready, right. about having the conversation about whether exactly. or not we I'm mentally loading the conversation for mid-June in November. But, you know, if, we, if yeah. it happens in mid-June, I'm going to start the bandwagon up. I'm going to call Bill Simmons up myself. Absolutely. Uh, gentlemen, have you guys ever heard of the Switch Witch? Well, no, nah, okay. man, yeah. What the hell is that? Right. <laughs> I'm not a big... Is it a sandwich? Of a, no, no, okay. no, no. I'm, I'm not a big, like, pussification of America guy. Like, all the, you know, like, participation trophy rants and stuff. Like, I always really roll my eyes at that. But the switch, which I think is going to be where I draw the line about this country being pussified. The switch, <laughs> which is for parents who don't want their kids to have too much candy after Halloween. They tell their kids you could take, like, ten pieces. And then the switch, which takes the candy away overnight and gives the kids like a toy instead. What is it's it's like some it's it's a robot or some shit? No, it's like a character the parents it's like, it's like switch the, which is gonna come the, take the, the, the tooth candy fairy. Away. Like yeah a the tooth human fairy, is yeah. doing this? An actual human is yeah, <laughs> saying this and it's like the tooth fairy. It's like it's a made up it's a new it's it's just dropped. It's a twenty twenty three you know we did I thought, oh, so I thought it was say, too late to make oh, up oh, some type of motherfuckers, man. You know what I mean? So they're telling their kids that whatever they don't eat, a fairy comes and takes that night. And gives them a toy Instead, because they don't yeah. want their kids eating too much candy. Now, here's my question. How do you expect children to ever develop a work ethic if what you teach them is you go run around, get six pounds of candy, and then you can have five pieces? Whether you got two pounds or you got six pounds of candy, you get five pieces. That's not American. Uh, we're not teaching yeah. the children to compete and go out and earn. Mike mad because he ain't going to be able to eat his kids' candy. If they go get 10 pieces and that's all they get, you know, or, or only have five left or whatever, you feel me? You're going to be hot. Some of the parents are just throwing the candy away, I found out. You're just oh, throwing hell, away like that's... pounds of food, bro. That's irresponsible. That's, uh, bro, <laughs> Halloween time was like the closest as a kid I felt to being a king. Like when right. I when I got all my candy, like I would put that shit in a big ass little Ziploc bag. Put I would bury that shit like in my toy chest to keep it away from my brother. And I would just go back to that shit. And I was eating good for like you know two weeks off that shit, bro. Hell yeah, this doesn't feel right. I'm with Mike, man. Right. It's just it all actually right. just let's it go actually, health nut it, chime in. No, John. no, it's not about say. being a health nut. <laughs> the carb counter I'm over here. Saying, it's bro, good to keep like, the kids healthy. Yeah, you know, processed sugar has its. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm you just a couple you of just, and you know it's more addictive than cocaine. They say I don't know. You <laughs> just you you just bring that beautiful baby girl down here for Halloween and so, leave her with the Gardabasios. Okay, treat her like you a real her, kid. We'll, we'll give her a childhood. Okay, we'll give her a childhood. No, I, I mean I'm not dude. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna pay. Hey, there's a switch which. I'm never going to, bro, if it wasn't made up in, like, before the fucking 1930s, bro, it ain't coming in this household, bro. I'm a traditional legend, nigga, you feel me? No. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm not I'm, I'm not as mad at it as y'all are, you feel me? I won't I be participating. Think it's, I just think it's disgusting because. Throwing like, candy away is crazy, though. Tossing the candy cr- wild, is man. crazy, but it's, all, it's, it's, it's also just like. And you know what? I'll tell you what. First of all, I told my kids, any of your friends tell you that the Switch Witch took their candy away, you tell them it's made up and it's their parents, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, you tell them they're a bitch. (laughs) You tell them they're a fucking bitch for letting their parents take that candy away. Their parents didn't walk around and get the candy. (laughs) You told them candy to take your shit. I feel like you have, to, if you know the truth here, you have to address your parents. Because I ain't going to lie to you. I knew the two fair shit was some bullshit. I wanted that bread, I was like, yo, I'm, I, yeah, I was, I was like, I'm cashing out. But I'm giving you something I no longer need. And you're giving me money, though. If you're trying to take my candy, we're going to have a conversation. Because I know this little switch switch fairy <laughs> shit is not real. And we need it. Y'all remember that motherfucking White Swap episode when homie packed up his Thomas the Tank engine um, fucking suitcase because the lady tried to take bacon from him? It'll be a reenactment of that shit, bro. Like, we're going to have a serious discussion in this motherfucker hell no yeah i uh, i don't know I, i'll be honest with you i actually got mad i like read about this and i actually got mad and the, the kids were telling me it's like no 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 understandable some, some of their some of their friends get that and, and everything and, i don't know bro. and it's like tyler talking about feeling like a king on halloween is true because candy was almost like money 
It was currency, it was money, nigga. It, Candy it was to currency. a kid with cigarettes to prisoners, bro. Like, like nigga, it's the same you shit. You go to school and like, yo, you, I'm trying to swap this shit because I don't fuck with this, but I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really fuck with the Tootsie Rolls, bro. Let's, you know what I mean? That shit, it felt a particular way. Right. You know what I mean? When you pulled up with a, with a, with a, uh, 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 what was it, a pillowcase full of candy, bro? We all well, man. Y'all saw back what, in the day still, Jackson? Y'all was still oh, on the pillowcase yeah. shit? Oh, okay, I thought oh, that my, might have my been kids, my, No, my kids both took pillowcases. Okay, you a real one. Tradition. Hold down tradition. Huh. The kids ain't losing that all thing the over recipes, the shoulder. you feel what I'm saying? Well, and, and, and they know they get, like, they, they each can pick three pieces of candy to take to school for lunch, and they could pick some to trade. Okay, see? You know what see, I mean? See, it's see? like You, you get, hold down, like, you really keeping, man, you hold down tradition. I really respect that. And they'll trade for healthy food too. It's like, oh, she's she's gonna bring the cuties, and she likes the almond joy. I don't fuck with the almond joy, but I'm gonna get her orange and give her this. This kids are like almond joy. Okay, I didn't learn the the beauty of the almond joy until my twenties, yeah. but you know, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll say, and I we're a little more issue because you know, Shar and I are totally fine with our kids making mistakes and learning from. Like, I want them to do that as much as possible. I. People don't believe me when I say this, but the first couple of days after Halloween, I don't tell the kids to stop eating candy. I, you come home from Halloween and you want to eat half a pound of candy and learn what and a stomachache is and teach yourself some self-control. Yeah. Cool, bro. Yeah, yeah. I would rather you learn to do it with that than with, you know, you're drinking in college for the first time or something. Like, put, like right. let them figure out their own guardrails, bro. <laughs> While they're under your home, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Under your roof, yeah, yeah. you feel what I'm saying? So, yeah. Blackout on some Reese's, you know? Like, what? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Life lessons learned, you know what I'm saying? Uh, all right. Did y'all see this story? People were tagging us in it. Uh, I know John has not been on the internet. Did y'all see this story about the otter attack, bro? I heard. I actually yeah, read about otter, that. Otters are, the kid. Otters. Yeah. Otters are dickheads, man. Was it? What was this? What was this? The <laughs> rabbit otter, or maybe I'm tripping off of something else. No, it's forty otters. Okay, I, I was watching it. That was I'm mixing up. That was something I was listening on a podcast. Continue. Yeah, but they were yeah. like biting this dude, and you know they really fucked this shit up, bro. Like, man, man, but drop, it's tough drop because the, drop the link in the motherfucking ooey. You feel me? We need that in the in the in the GC, brother. Yeah, it's t <laughs> it's it's just tough to like miss work because you got fucked up by an otter, you know, or like oh I can't like help with the kids right now, like I you know I can't be a parent because the otters fucked me up too bad. Oh. <laughs> like, this and this this they're is, so cute. This is kind of off topic a little bit, but the the, the podcast I was to listen to was talking about like rabbit animals, and one was yeah. a rabbit otter, another one was like a rabbit raccoon, which is sounds like create like a wolverine, bro. Like the worst yeah, that's, thing that's, ever. Dude, dude, yeah. like they don't feel pain. They 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 their adrenaline is pumping. They lose a, a only thing that, that matters to them is aggression in their brain. You feel me? And like this kid got bit by an otter, ran out the, the joint, and the otter was just attached by teeth to the kid's arm. Like, you nigga, that's some cartoon shit. He came out of the motherfucker, the otter still bit bite bit down on like it's crazy, bro. But anyway. Yeah. Was was that rabies shit is no joke? What, what bro. was like if you get if you get bit by a, a fucking animal you that you think is rabid, hours. You, you have seventy two hours. Yeah, you, yeah. Or you or you'll die. There's yeah, no 100 cure for that. After seventy two hours, it's a hundred percent death rate, bro. Crazy. I remember one of the things that scared me the most as a kid when I heard about rabies was you know if if you have rabies in this advanced you get hydrophobia. Are you are you aware that like like water becomes like scary to you? Oh no! Like you can't drink water. Yeah, it's like. It's like, imagine how rewired and rotten your brain is at that point that you put a bottle of water up to your lips and it makes you want to vomit. Bro, yeah, I, there was a, this other thing, a uh, podcast I was listening to, was talking about like how a lot of people's brains mimic like hauntings when they're getting, uh, when they have uh, carbon monoxide poisoning, where you'll yes. see things and like you feel headaches and sick. It, it's like, so there's people that have spoke about like their house being haunted and like yeah. they, they saw stuff like, did you hear something? And I, no, I didn't say anything. I, I heard you call me. Like, all that type of shit, right? Actual seeing, like, ghosts on the end of their bed and stuff. And they'll check, and so there'll be, like, carbon monoxide leak in the house. They'll shut the shit off. And then yeah. all, all the the hauntings, in quotations, end. Right. You know what I mean? But that's why I, I did. I, I, that was a wild thing to learn, too. But, like, like that, and that's just, like, one of those mysteries that I feel like I need an answer to like, you know how it was uh, common back in the day too, for like carbon monoxide to be leaking and almost right. to the extent to where like a car was on in the home, not to the, not well, all the way, but like 
almost. You feel me? So aren't there studies about though. like like lead pipes and lead paint like cause all kinds of like aberrant behavior that like people will blame on like these different things? But it's like oh, part no, of lead poisoning. Just, I don't know if it causes yeah. that type of behavior, but right. they were saying the leak was not a death. It, I mean, it wasn't a no. This is separate from the carbon leak, monoxide, but it was yeah. 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 But it was a leak that was similar to like a, right. a car. But anyway. But it's like how like people, it's like a common thing. Like if people are having a stroke, they'll smell like burnt toast. And like, and then, and then there's also like, y'all know about the hat man. You know, it's like everyone has a like sleep paralysis thing where you see like a figure yeah, in the yeah, corner yeah. of your room or whatever. And like almost everyone has had that experience. That's f- like, our brains are so what, different what they from say, each What did they say it's associated with? Just the sleep paralysis? Or is yeah. it something else? But why does everyone kind of see like a dark silhouetted figure oftentimes wearing a hat? Like, why is that true of me and someone in Bolivia? You know what I mean? Like this. I don't know. I don't want to think about it too much. John's too tired. You yeah, should, bro. Should yeah, also, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm so tired. I feel high, bro. You're going to have me have an anxiety attack on the All pod, right. bro. <laughs> <laughs> who, who had a who misused an animal more? The man who was grilling the bear legs or columbus's ship which apparently thought that manatees were mermaids and that was, was trying cracking their ass that was to- <laughs> <laughs> toot that thing up <laughs> tooting the manatee up you hear me crazy it ain't gotta be like that man shit <laughs> Dog, I just. Bro, I bet it smelled crazy in those ships, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I've tooted a couple of manatees up myself, dog. I can't even. Rainy day vagina, but anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna slightly overcast. <laughs> Manatee time. <laughs> Walk out there with my tea in a robe. It's raining. This motherfucker, bro. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> let me call up my local manatee. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm tired. <laughs> you sleepy motherfucker, bro. You are staying up till one thirty. Death, bro. Tyler John is staying up till one thirty in the morning watching Conan O'Brien on a school night. Tired, right <laughs> just giggling his ass. Bro. Off. <laughs> oh, I saw a whole scene, bro. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just say this. I, I knew that plenty of sailors, you know, in the age of exploration, you know, the 1400s, 1500s, first saw manatees and thought they were mermaids. Right? I was very much aware of that. I was not aware, <laughs> and I'm not sure how true this is. I'm not aware that they were actually, you know, having relations with these manatees. I feel, I feel like after you pull this motherfucker on board and you just see this, it's, it's a boneless walrus. I think you, you would kind of have a change of plans there, right? <laughs> but, uh, but I will say this: I do think it's interesting. I do think it's interesting how beauty standards have changed over time because if <laughs> motherfuckers 500 years ago. We're looking at a manatee like, this is a beautiful, graceful woman. I will jump to my death. I don't know how to swim, but I will jump to my death in the ocean to be close to this. And it was a fucking walrus without teeth, right? Like, I I just, I don't know, man. I think there's something interesting there. Like, have you seen, like, like historians' renditions of what Cleopatra possibly looked like? Yeah. You know, she has a reputation of being the most beautiful woman alive, bro. And, like, she looked like motherfucking... <laughs> Nigga, she looked like, like an like elbow the in her face, nigga. Yeah, she, she looked like goddamn Lisa Lampanelli out this motherfucker when I see bro, her. And I'm like, like, beauty standards have changed over the years. You know, this is the most beautiful motherfucking woman of all time. You know what I'm saying? I, she ain't flying. That shit ain't flying in 2023. I'll tell you she's that. A, uh, she's, she's, a, she's a 15th century 10. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got a chest for inflation. But yeah, but yeah, I, I, do, I, do think it's, I do think it's interesting how, how, how shit like that shows you kind of, kind of how beauty standards have shifted throughout the years, for sure. Salma Hayek, if you, if you gave Salma Hayek a time machine, she could go back and take the whole world over. You know what I mean? Like, Niggas you know, is in dying five over minutes. that. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> you see, you 
Flat out. Lisa Lampanelli launched a thousand ships. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he says, send, me, send Beyonce back to fucking 1500, bro. Oh Come God. on, bro. Alexander the Great who? Like, she would be the biggest. No, she, she would have conquered every motherfucking thing. Just by, like, look. You, you motherfucking Beyonce pull up in, in front of your motherfucking city gates on a beautiful ass horse with her hair flowing in the wind. Everybody giving up, bro. Like, it's not even close. She would have been the most peaceful conqueror of all time, dog. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, John, you can take a nap for a second and come back uh, at the end if you want. But Tyler and I need to talk about uh, Invincible, which I know you've not watched yet. No, I've seen like two. I saw the, I saw the episode. You saw the one? You, you, saw, you saw the, the one that just came out? I saw the episode and then I saw the prequel. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, shit. You said you knew, damn, my bad. Ain't no shit, nigga. I was just trying to get. To, I was trying to get you a nap. Right, you, you watch. You watch season one too. I never knew you were in yeah. this. Uh, what? The the scene in the train when his dad dragged him through all them up, bro. Are you okay, kidding yeah, me? I do feel like like we probably. Bro, did he that. beat okay. that nigga into a mud puddle. You feel me? Yeah. Um. I'd have season you. two. And he was like, "Fuck you." Anyway, go ahead. Our boy Invincible is vincibler than ever. Um, vincibler than a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm very excited for the season. Uh, I am a, a, a comic book nerd. I have read all the Invincible comics. And Angstrom Levy is like one of the best characters that has come out of that whole series. So I'm very, very excited. That's what they're doing with season two. And um, it's going to be some nasty shit, bro. There's going to be some nasty, nasty shit this season. That's all I'll say. Okay. Um, I, I, loved, I love the premiere. I love season one. Um, you know, being that you do... See, see, this is the thing. Like I've told y'all before, when it comes to like shit that where the source material is already fleshed out, I'm really kind of leery about putting out my predictions and all that because yeah, I was there. I was there with Game of Thrones, right? When we were at the point where they were just working through the source material, and motherfuckers would ruin shit for me left and motherfucking right. Like motherfuckers told me Tyrion killed his pops and shit when I was speculating on how that shit would end. Like you know, what I'm saying that's what I loved about when we reached the, got to the point where there wasn't source material and everyone had their own theories. Like that's why I really liked the, the Game of Thrones when we had. It sucked that it ended so terribly, but. But yeah, I just do not like put my people predictions are miserable. Out there. And the same, bro. People are yeah, truly miserable. miserable. And the same reason I don't put my theories out there for how House of Dragon, my theories and all that, because I know somebody's gonna hop in and be like, well, actually, and ruin all that shit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't put my I don't put my theories out there on on um, Invincible because I know that the source material is already fleshed out, and I'm asking my listeners to not <laughs> come in my mentions and telling me if I'm wrong yeah. or off base here either. But I do have a prediction. Um, you know that Cecil motherfucker, the government dude. Yeah. I don't trust him. Not one bit. And I'll tell you why I don't trust him. Um, he was way too fucking eager to tell them to blow up Angstrom shit without actually knowing what was going on there. You know, there's that. And also, you remember his right-hand man, the little glasses bald head dude yeah. who does, you know, all the, all the shit for him. Omni-Man killed him last season. We saw him grip that motherfucker's spinal cord through, you know, through his shirt and that blood pouring out and, and that dude self-detonated, right? Yep. But he's back in season two. And I'm thinking that, you know, he went and found another dimension version of him because what Angstrom was trying to do is, was, was, was kind of, you know, unite the, the, the fucking dimensions and, and, and fight the fucking, you know, um, Omni-Man people invasion and shit. I think he went and found another version of him in another dimension because that motherfucker blew the fuck out of himself up in, in season one. And I do, like I said, I don't trust how he was so eager to tell them to not worry about what they were doing there. Just blow that motherfucker up. And I do not understand why that his right hand man is back helping him when he died in yeah. season one. I will obviously not say anything to you about Cecil, but I will say that one of the things that's fun about Invincible, the comics, is so I, and I think I talked to, about this last year. The dude who wrote the comics is Robert Kirkman, who also wrote the Walking Dead comic. And his idea for the Walking Dead comic was uh the worst part of all zombie movies is that they end. And like what's interesting about the uh, an apocalyptic scenario is it doesn't end. Mm. It would just be like, you survive this. And then that's just how the world is forever. So that's like his worldview. And it's kind of the same thing with Invincible, what he built, where he's like, well, what happens after this story is over? And so ba all I would say is like basically every side character, like we saw Adam Eve in most shows would just be like a side character mm -hmm. is interesting. She had her own comic book series. Like they did her own show for Amazon already. So basically any character that seems like they're interesting will have a storyline or something like that. And that's one of the things I like about it. It's no like throwaway shit in it really for the most part so i thought the prequel episode was better than the first episode the eve one yeah yeah i thought that was 
I fucked with that more, but I, I mean, I'm I'm still like I don't have any predictions. If anything, I didn't even yeah, notice yeah. that old boy got snatched out of this. You know, I'm not into it as much as y'all. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. watching it from pure recreation, and it was, it was a good episode. I, I think, it's, yeah, to me, it's the only. I think like I, don't, I think I think it's similar to the boys, where like I think it's a a it really represents how superheroes would act if they had there would be some dickhead ass superheroes. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, right, right. I, I, I mean, right. but yeah, I don't I don't have any predictions. I just I'm just fucking with it just recreationally. So. All right, let's wrap up with uh, our Dookie Butts of the Week. Um, I will go first. My Dookie Butt of the Week is people who hate daylight savings time. I don't understand it. I don't understand why it's such a big deal to people. It's a fucking hour, two times a year. I understand when we skip forward, it's annoying. People tweet. I said this last year. People tweeted at me. Stats about people dying in a car accident because they're fucking tired or whatever. If you're dying in a car accident because you got one hour less sleep, bro, come on, bro. What you about to say? What you go ahead like, finish the <laughs> statement, nigga? Go ahead finish the statement, Mike. God damn, nigga! If like, you died in a car accident from an hour, nigga, you was up, go ahead bro. and finish tighten up. Tighten, tighten up, bro. Tighten up, bro. Tighten up. Tighten up. Come back and someone up in the afterlife, bro. That can miss a little. Maybe you make it through your next lifetime. But nigga, you go what? What we all? God, dog. I'm confused at what you're mad about. I'm confused at what you're mad about. You're mad at people who like don't like it each time when the hour changes, or you're mad at people who like don't like the dark, like the change in the environment. I don't know. Just I don't like this fall because it's dark at five o'clock now. That sucks. Nah, it's nice having to be dark early, and it's nice having to be light uh, later in the morning too. That's the thing. This is, this is, this is Southern California privilege, bro. Like, <laughs> like seriously, it like it is Southern California <laughs> privilege because I hate that shit. Yeah, like, like I mean, because the thing is, like, the worst thing with you is like, like, oh no, we're on to you know a streak of of months where it's gonna be sixty degrees. You know what I mean? Like, nah, that shit, bro. Sixty it is out here, different though. With, yeah, it is. It is fucking Winterfell out here. Once fucking daylight saving starts, bro. Like that shit gets sad, bro. <laughs> I am. I hate that shit too. This is this is what I I've always contended. We should put the motherfucking the fallback. You know the fallback fall shit. That shit should be on a Monday night, so we get an extra hour for work. And the spring forward shit, you can do that shit on a Saturday night into a Sunday morning because I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. But the fallback shit should benefit us in a way where we get an extra hour of sleep for work. I went to fuck sleep. I went to sleep at. 12.30 last night, I woke up at 8.30, and I got nine hours of sleep. You know what I mean? So the fallback to me is always worth the spring forward. And I would add, by the way, I, I, I have no issue with people who don't like daylight. So I don't care. But there are people who make it their whole internet identity. I have a friend that's on IG putting shit in their stories all the time, literally asking people to call Congress to be like, to lobby about daylight saving. That's this the shit that's friend? like, come on, dog. Yes, bro. Wow. From elementary school. Okay. <laughs> Listen. Listen. <laughs> I, what's interesting about LA is like what's weird about daylight savings time on this time period like the it's like we have spring summer second spring and then fall we don't have winter right so like this weather to me is more like spring weather but it's the opposite the days are getting shorter instead of right. longer and that's what's weird yeah. about being now, in LA this feels like this when feels it feels like fall to me all the cum trees smell like cum right bro, now I mean this was like spring to me like it's just like I go outside yeah. and it's, it was dude, I had I had on my hoodie in the morning and then by 10 30 11 hoodie, hoodie and basketball shorts you know what I'm saying yeah. exactly like that's spring everywhere else yeah but the days are getting shorter which is like backwards it's kind of it is mindful. gonna get it is gonna get cold this week now that it's November. It's getting down to the high forties overnight. With what's uh, gonna be in the high? What's the high gonna be a, though? Uh, Seventy-eight. Yeah, and clear. Yeah, bro. That's that's spring, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's spring in St. Louis. I don't know. What, like, Tyler, your Dookie butt of the week. Daylight, daylight savings was, time. <laughs> it, was, it, it was going to be Cowboys fans, but I feel like we've, we've yeah, addressed yeah, them okay. thoroughly enough. Very, so. very fair. John, you're Dookie Butt of the Week. Jordan Poole, man. <laughs> Nigga turned his back on that three, dog. The score was 7-2-6, bro. You and your bullshit early. Turn around talking shit, boink. Nigga, bro, it's not that. Did you, this is the first shot you shot in the game? You, just, like, you ain't even get a chance. Let's let yourself get hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel me? Jordan Poole, crazy, bro. I mean, it's on my, on my end, thank you for doing it. I got a great laugh. You make basketball fun, even when you're bad. You know what I mean? I love that shit. 
But bro, come on, cuz you ain't Steph. I just <laughs> ain't nobody love, Steph. I love Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma, and I feel like they are guaranteed to be a buddy cop movie no matter what. And when they're doing shit like that and it's going quote unquote wrong, they're a P they're a rated PG buddy cop movie. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Where yeah. it's like guys walking into poles <laughs> and then when they're when they're in killer mode and they score 130 points. They're a rated R buddy cop movie. You know, they're lethal weapon. Like, Either way, it's going to be enjoyable, though. Down. You know what I'm saying? One's going to have titties in it. The other one isn't, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Partial nudity and the other one won't. <laughs> Jackson, your dookie butt of the week. My dookie butt of the week is Fox News anchor or some type of Fox News person. Jesse. Great work, Jackson. Jesse Waters. <laughs> Jesse Waters. Who went on a rant on Fox about how dads who leave work early to trick or treat with our kids are bad? What he was like, you guys. He literally said he goes to the other anchor. The other anchor was was a woman who was like, really? Like you think it's bad that they're going home to trick or treat with their kids? And he goes, can you imagine going up to your coworker and saying, I gotta dip out right now because I'm gonna go trick or treat with my kids? And she was like, Yeah, I, I, Bro, I can imagine doing that. That's, like, that sounds. Like, what, what do you yeah. mean? And he was like, I don't know, man. Men these days. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? How old about? is this dude, bro? He looks How like he's like in his 40s. He's too young. He's too young to be 30s saying 30s or 40s. Shit like that. He's too young to be saying shit like that. And he's too old to be part of the meninism shit where he got, you know what I'm saying, caught up in that. He's just an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, this nigga, he would have been an idiot no matter what, you know, said generation he was from. That's ridiculous. I I cannot believe there is this war on Halloween that I was unaware of. I'm about, <laughs> I'm about to, I'm about to be right way to hit fuck the streets, depending Halloween, bro. Streets, I'm about to be conservative myself. Shit, nigga. Depending Halloween, Halloween nigga. Now. Goddamn. I, I, there's like very few things I would not leave early to go trick or treating with my kid. That's one of the few pure, unadulterated joy days you have as a parent. That's just fun and goofy and silly also and I, nobody's gonna like fault you for that like it's nobody's gonna be like oh brother this is you know slacking at work like no like no he's the only person that thinks that way you feel me i've, I've never, never worked i've never worked on halloween and my kids have never had to go to school on november they choose to go to school usually but that, I, don't, I don't even make them go to school on november first this shit should be a holiday <laughs> and wh wh why don't we don't get one holiday for having fun you get a holiday. We're supposed to appreciate the labor movement. We have a holiday to thank veterans and veterans who died. We have Thanksgiving to listen to your grandma talk about she's thankful you're healthy. You have Christmas. We don't have one day for children to get off for having fun. Like, really? And then you, we got to make them get up at 7 o'clock in the morning the next day to fucking go to school. And now the parents aren't even letting their kids trick-or-treat. They're going to get candy out of the trunk of a car. that you don't even let them eat the candy? You're taking the candy away and giving them a fucking toy? What the fuck, bro? America's lost its way for sure. I didn't know this was such a tipping point for Mike. I, that, was, that was an amazing rant. That was incredible. Hey, he all facts there too. I'm passionate and, and, about and, and fuck and fuck daylight savings times while while we at it. Like, bro, that is that is some shit from a bygone era of when we didn't have lights in factories and we need all the daylight during World War II so we can make fucking machine guns out of potato peels. Like, bro, we can do away with that shit. I promise you. Fuck daylight saving time and fuck the war on Halloween. I'll tell you what, Tyler and I will make a compromise. I'll give up daylight savings time if parents will still let their kids be little fucking children having fun on Halloween and eating too much candy, getting an upset tummy. And so, uh, guess yeah, what? Yeah. Waking up to live another day. <laughs> they always do, man. Kids are resilient, bro. I feel like this Jesse Waters shit Jackson just brought up, though. Like, I, I, I was, I was going to talk about this, but it's like, we obviously all know how we feel about it. Y'all saw the clip of Caleb Williams crying with his mom after the USC loss. Yes. And of course you wake up today. Of course, Al Bundy Twitter had a day with that, buddy. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Like, you're allowed to want to go trick-or-treating with your kids on fucking Halloween. You're allowed to care about football. I mean, which is what all these idiots want, is that for athletes to only care about football. You're allowed to care about shit so much that it makes you cry when, you, when it doesn't go right. Like... Well, I just don't understand what, like, these people don't actually care. Jesse Waters does not care 
if someone leaves work an hour early. He just wants to look a particular tough. way in front of other people. Mm -hmm. So like a 79-year-old right. right. liver-spotted Fox News viewer, like, congratulations, a guy that can't get an erection thinks you're a, a tough dick. <laughs> like, he has to take medicine <laughs> to have sex. <laughs> yeah, that's who you're trying to impress. You're not hanging out with your kids so that you can make fucking someone's crazy uncle think that you're a tough guy. Way to go, bro. <laughs> Anyway, all right, that's all our time. Uh, we'll be back on uh, Thursday with our next episode. We'll see y'all then. Bye. 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 <laughs> the volume. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.